not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello, hello. And oh, happy day to you. Yes. This is a day that the Lord has made. I am rejoicing. I am glad in it. In spite of the crazy weather, <laughs> the snowstorms and the sun up one day and the rain the next, I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. Unfortunately, my husband, my partner, my friend, He won't be able to join me tonight. I got the sad face. I'm so used to having him around. Um, He is about some good business, though. He's he's been in some intense training uh, for his job, and um, his focus is there right now, and um, it's almost over, so we're, we're thankful for that and thankful for what God is doing in his life. So... It's just going to be me and you listeners out there, and guess what? I have a very special guest. All my guests are special, but I have a special guest that's going to be joining me tonight, so I won't be alone, so that's cool. Of course, the Lord is with me all the time. You know, his spirit is with me, so I'm never alone, but um, I just, I'm excited. I'm excited about having this guest I have to say that I normally don't um, accept pitches from people who contact me about guests. Um, I don't get them all the time, but when I do get them, I I don't often get excited about that because I I try to be very um, sensitive and discerning about who I actually have on the show. But this particular pitch that I received um, grabbed my attention immediately. And um, this is why. This is how it starts out. It says, the National Council on Sexual Addiction Compulsivity estimated that 6% to 8% of Americans are sex addicts, which is 18 million to 24 million people. So... That got my attention because you know what? That's true to what I believe. That's 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 the, the magnitude of the problem that I believe is truly out there. Uh, and it goes on to say, it is due time we talk about the taboo topics. Uh, sex addiction is prominent in America and the church, and I have to say it's not just in America. It's it's global and the church, and few talk about the spouses and families affected. 
okay? It's time to move this conversation out of the pew, gossip, and into a place where we can openly and honestly address this issue. There are so many people that are suffering in silence, that are in pain because of this type of trauma and this type of bondage. So my guest, my guest is Allison Romney. Um, she can speak to many topics, not just the sex talk, but if you've been listening to me for any length of time, you know that is one of the things that we um, feel called to address on this program. It is one of the prominent topics that we address on this program. For example, the miracles she watched take place as God placed his hand on her and walked with her and continues to walk with her through this journey. Okay, what journey am I talking about? Well, I'm looking at Miss Romney's new book, A Day on the Farm. Farm. <laughs> I said form. A Day on the Farm, Finding Hope in a Hopeless Situation. I read this book, and I couldn't put it down. I'm serious. I couldn't put it down. I believe the Lord inspired me to pick it up when I did, and I couldn't put it down. Um, I felt the presence of the Lord um, just in her circumstances and ministering to me through what I was reading. It says here, the author lives on a 40-acre farm with a flock of sheep, nine alpacas, four llamas, a bunch of farm cats, and a dog that would rather play with the sheep than herd them. <laughs> she received a BA from Marquette University in Milwaukee and a MA from the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Following a career as a journalist, corporate communicator, and financial advisor, she now owns a farm and a yarn store. I think that's a good lead-in. So let me just see if my guest is on with me. Hello, Miss Allison. Are you there? Well, thank you for being happy. I am happy that you accepted. <laughs> I'm happy that you accepted. How are you doing this evening? as a blessing from God that he has given me another day to reach out to people and tell his amazing story of what he did in transforming my life. Amen. Amen. I have to say amen to that one. I'm a firm believer that um, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So mm -hmm. if we don't share anything else, I believe that sharing our testimony and what the Lord has done for us is a powerful, powerful um, witness for him. Would you agree? Absolutely. Okay. And when, and when you see how amazing God has been in your life, or at least in my life, I want mm -hmm. to shout it from the rooftops. I want it's you can't contain the excitement of his goodness and the power 
of overcoming evil and being able to heal people. Mm -hmm. It's so real and it's so incredible and hopeful and inspirational for anybody who is suffering from being involved in a situation, especially when it's something as traumatic as finding out your spouse is a sex addict and you mm-hmm. had no idea at all. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there are many people hurting like yourself, like what you went through. I, I know that there's been healing, um, so I know that um, there, you've, come, you've come from that place, but I know that, you know, I'm sure that there are still days that that still pricks your heart because the pain of that is very real. And for me, it takes the Lord to continually remind me, <laughs> you know, focus on me. Focus on the good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there's a scripture that references something like that. Whatever is good, whatever is just, whatever is uh, lovely, something like that. Think on these things, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it can be easy for us to get just overwhelmed. But um, before we jump into telling you telling us about your journey and your story, uh, we've got to know, what kind of tea are you drinking? Are you drinking tea tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I love tea, and because I'm so invested in organic farming and organic produce as a way of life, I am drinking organic tea. It's tangerine ginger. It also mm. has a little bit of hibiscus flowers and licorice. It's made by a company called Rishi, R-I-S-H-I. I uh-huh. think it's a small company, but I know that. But anyway, this is a gift from my daughter for Christmas. She put together a basket of organic teas, and I'm thrilled. Um, and it's delicious. Oh, it sounds good. It sounds good. And organic is absolutely best, right? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. No chemicals. No GMO seeds in the in the plants and so on. And how about you? What are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking. Um, it's a lemon jasmine. It's a decaf green mm. tea, and mm-hmm. it says it's excellent antioxidant source. Now, I cannot say that this one is organic. <laughs> I just grabbed it, and uh, it's what I decided I was going to do tonight. <laughs> was have this mm-hmm. one, so that's what delicious. I'm doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you're a tea drinker, I think we can appreciate the variety, huh? <laughs> yes, yeah. Or, you know, and some with caffeine and some without. And uh-huh. um, yeah, and I drink tea almost every day. Mm. So do I. So do I. Sometimes more than once. It just depends on what's going on. Um, I try mm-hmm. to stay from away from the caffeinated ones myself, but you know, sometimes I do have to have the caffeinated ones just depending on what my selection is. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, as usual, my intro usually takes my first segment. Um, we only have about a minute before we go to our first break, but when we come back from that break, I'm going to let you um, take off running. I would like you to tell us a little bit about your, your own upbringing before mm-hmm. you take us on this journey. Do you think we can do that? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and 
once people understand my upbringing and my career before my world imploded, I think there's an even better understanding of how much I needed God in my life to turn the ship around. So I'd be happy to share that. Okay. Perfect. We did this perfectly. (laughs) We'll be back, people, after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, we're back, and I don't want to lose any more time. So I'm going to let Miss Allison... Take it from here. Okay. You had asked me to talk a little bit about my um, upbringing and and so on. And I think that will help people to understand um, how deep and dark this valley was that I was going through. I grew up in a two-parent family, and we had a very strong work ethic instilled in us 
at a very young age. Uh, we all had chores. We all had to pitch in. And so as I left high school, went to college, started my career, the focus was always on work hard, and that's how you achieve success. And throughout my entire career, I set goals. Um, I reach them. I have boxes of awards from my corporate experiences mm-hmm. and before I retired as a stockbroker. And so I thought, mistakenly, that I was in control of my life. And mm-hmm. as long as I worked hard, I could accomplish great things. Well, and the other sense of that was this perception that was instilled in me in a very young age that you have to keep up appearances. You mm-hmm. have to do whatever it looks like. Now, we were, went to church, um, was raised in a Christian home, um, but a lot of it was appearances. You have mm-hmm. to look like you are successful. You have this wonderful life. And so then when I am in a situation where I thought I had the perfect marriage, I had retired from a very successful career, and within a few months, my world fell apart when I found out that my husband had been leading a secret life. You know, our international vacations where we were honeymooners, sitting in church every Sunday morning with his arm around me, listening to the sermon like we were these, you know, young kids in life, because we were high school sweethearts. Um, But all of it was this perception because he had a secret life involving porn and people and ultimately men that Mm. he was having affairs with. Mm. And I didn't know anything because one thing about addiction, whether it's, you know, alcohol addiction or drug addiction or sex addiction, there are lies. There are layers and layers of lies. There is Mm. shame and there is guilt. Not just in, not just for the addict, the shame and humiliation that I felt when this happened was so incredibly burning in my soul. My Mm. perfect life was so imperfect. Mm -hmm. And the very first Christmas and my, a lot of my family, unfortunately, um, has shunned me or blamed me. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm desperately needing help, Mm -hmm. and I got a Christmas card from a member of my family that in it said, your life must be miserable, so don't make my life miserable. Wow. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so to be rejected Mm -hmm. by my family for a situation that I didn't create just took me to my knees. And Mm -hmm. growing up thinking for, you know, 50-some years, that I'm, I'm in control. I'm, and, mm-hmm. you know, hello, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought I was. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. Satan would have us believe, you know, that we can fix mm-hmm. things. And right. then I'm in a situation where I needed so much help and healing and the emotional trauma that people can't see. I remember um, my pastor had sent me to a Christian therapist. He said, this is a really big thing that you really need some serious help with somebody who specializes in this. Mm -hmm. And I went Mm -hmm. and she said, you get up every morning, you take a shower, you put makeup on, you go to the store, people see you and you, they have no idea the bleeding going on inside of you because you don't, you look like you're normal and you have this emotional pain 
that is just suffocating you. Mm -hmm. And at Mm -hmm. the end of each day, I would collapse exhausted from the physical work of being alone. And, you know, my experience was in corporate America, not Mm -hmm. handling Mm -hmm. 80 animals and pitching manure and hauling hay and Mm -hmm. having to deal with the physical, so the physical exhaustion and the emotional exhaustion of, can I reconcile this marriage? Is there hope for us? Um, and, and so on. And I would end each day when this first happened crying for hours until I fell asleep and mm-hmm. praying that I would not wake up the next morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mistakenly thought I am the only person in the entire world who has ever felt like this. Mm-hmm. And so to know that there are 18 to 24 million partners of sex addicts because if somebody's a sex addict chances are they have a sexual partner in a relationship Mm -hmm. so there are 18 to 24 million of us and i have since met a lot of the and it goes across both genders but most of the people i have met are women whose partners were men um who are sex addicts Mm -hmm. and we all felt the same thing i who can i talk to that would understand Right. What happened? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then you find out that that's what Satan wants. You know, keep mm-hmm. it in the dark. Don't talk about it. Don't shine this light of healing on it and let people suffer. Um, mm-hmm. Even when I first went to the Partners of Sex Addicts workshop to try and learn about what is this, how do we reconcile, you know, setting boundaries in this very extreme, unusual relationship and so on, there was a woman there who said, I used to be really faithful, and I just can't believe her husband worked in the church, um, and my husband was an elder in the church, and mm-hmm. she said, how could God let this happen in his church? And I was like, this is not from God. Mm-hmm. This is Satan. Mm-hmm. And how clever that he would infiltrate the church and take leaders in the church and tempt them with this lust. If, uh, you know, sin of the flesh, this temptation, so that it will rock the church and question mm-hmm. where God is in all of this. Mm-hmm. How clever mm-hmm. and how evil is that? Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't but that like a, a question that people will ask? You know, when when you experience trauma like that, oftentimes people do want to know where where God is. Where mm-hmm. are you, Lord? you know, in the in the midst of this. So I'm glad to hear you say that you realized that this was not God's doing, mm-hmm. you know, and, that, and that's what we have to tell people is that there is an adversary. We have an adversary, and his mm-hmm. job is to kill, to steal, right. and to destroy. But go ahead. I'm not going to take over. <laughs> Well, but the, but the thing is, where is God? When I first mm-hmm. went to my therapist, and I was a mess, and she said, Jesus can heal this. And I just, I, I'm like, how? How is it this hole inside of me? How will that ever be filled? And she said, nothing is too much for Jesus to heal. You have mm-hmm. to trust that. Just give me time and, and just trust him, and he will heal you. And he did. And so where is God? He is standing there, and you just have to reach your hand up and grab, and he will pull you up out of this mess. 
and restore mm-hmm. you not just to the not to the person you were before because I don't think that is even possible but mm-hmm. he will restore you to a whole person that is so much better than the person that you were before at least that's what happened in my life amazing right. uh, transformation that is visible to other people and I have a sister one of my sisters um, you know uh, has actually she now over Christmas we um, visited for the first time in several years because of you know I just I didn't have a perfect life and so how could I you know how could they hang out with somebody who had such a you know picked such a poor husband and you know which is so wrong but when I met with her at Christmas I planned to visit with her for maybe a half hour I was there for Mm -hmm. three and a half hours and she said I want what you have. Oh, what happened that wonderful. you are this person that I don't even recognize? You're at peace. You're happy. You have this glow. And I gave her one of my devotional books that she could start being in the Word daily. I never mm-hmm. thought that would happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Praise God. I, I think Absolutely. that is a beautiful thing of being... Um, of being crushed, if you understand what I mean. When mm-hmm. people don't realize it, but that is where the anointing comes in our life, is that is when we have been crushed. It is when we have been broken. Um, because that is exactly what the Lord delights in, a, a, a contrite heart, a broken heart. It doesn't mean that he's happy that you were hurt. In pain. And, Pain and in, he, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm saying, but it's those very things, you know, going through the valleys that can make or break us. Mm-hmm. If we yield to the process, then God brings something wonderful out of right. it. Something wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I, and, I gain more compassion. When, Go ahead. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And that is another thing is that people... You know, I'm this hard-driving corporate career ladder climber. Um, I thought I was compassionate, but I, in hindsight, I probably was not. And people probably used some not nice words to describe my success. Um, I hate to say that, but it's probably true. But I'm not that person anymore. And I am more compassionate. And now when I read Scripture, what I am struck by, because I know the intense pain that I experienced and was healed from, but I noticed that Jesus suffered as a human. He mm-hmm. has felt what we felt. In fact, he suffered more than we did. Nobody hung me on a cross, you right. know, but he knows our suffering. Right, right. Okay, that's our cue. I just totally got lost and wasn't even looking at the cues and that tends to happen. So we'll be back after the break. (laughs) Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. (laughs) A black nurse 
This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, we are back, and I can truly tell that I am talking with a sister in life and in Christ because we share the same level of passion about this subject. <laughs> and Ms. Allison was just talking about how she was moved by the fact that Jesus himself suffered as a human being like she has, like I have. He knows what it's like when we're hurting you as a listener he knows what it's like when you're hurting when you are in pain and you think that no one in the world can possibly understand what you're going through he knows what that pain feels like and and miss allison you said something so powerful about the hurt of a family member or family members mm -hmm. rejecting you you know abandoning you is, is worse than the stranger, you know, the person at your job or in the street, so to speak, because this is family. Right. This is family. But the Lord experienced that, too. He experienced Absolutely. that, too. Mm -hmm. so, and um, that was comforting and reassuring to me as well, almost redefining my family as my brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's not just DNA, and, and there are people who are truly blessed with DNA-related family members who are supportive and encouraging and also Christian, um, but not everybody has that, and it can be very, very lonely, but there's a right. whole family in Christ out there who is praying for you and supporting you and encouraging you and healing you, and I have been so blessed with far more brothers and sisters than I was ever given biologically. And that's yes. my connection, and it's amazing. Yes, yes. Well, God does amazing things um, beyond our comprehension. Um, I highlighted some things in the book. I mean, there was just 
story after story that touched me, um, brought tears to my eyes, made me laugh, um, caused me to just rejoice. So I'm going to just talk about a few of them that I highlighted. And in the very beginning of the book, on page five, I highlighted where you you said here, one year before I was looking forward to a trip to, uh, do you say that Prague? Prague. 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 Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Prague. With my husband mm-hmm. and a couple of friends. One last vacation to Europe before I retired. God knew the very different direction my life would take. I didn't have a clue. And I just, I just felt the foreboding. I knew that mm-hmm. something was coming that wasn't good, and I just felt cheerful. So mm-hmm. can you take us to that? Take us to that situation. How did you learn well, of your husband? How did I, um, um, I learn of this? It was, it was, you know, the whole, um, when I, at that point in time, I really clearly didn't have a clue, and I was at the height of my game. I mean, I was retiring after a long, successful career to spend the rest of my life farming with him on the family farm, and I used to joke that as long as I didn't have to drive a tractor, I would be totally okay. I love to knit. I love to garden. I love to cook. And so this was like the dream of dreams. And I didn't know that he had a secret life. And shortly after I retired, um, I overheard a conversation that just rattled me. And Mm. I confronted him about what I heard. And he lied. Um, And he then lied to the point of insisting that, well, first of all, insisting that he there was no phone call when there clearly was, and then planting his phone in a place that he would, um, where it would look like he forgot his phone, and I would be tempted to look at the phone log on his cell phone, and he deleted the call as if it never happened. Hmm. And at that moment, I started praying for the truth. There was just something inside of me that said, this is just not right. I know what I heard without a shadow of a doubt. I had no idea, you know, who the other party was, um, but he was giddy like a schoolgirl. And mm. I was suspicious. I confronted him. And I don't know if you've heard of the term gaslighting, but when people mm. uh, manipulate mm. the situation yes. to turn it around to make, it, make you think that you're the one who's crazy. Mm-hmm. And he was so good at that. And, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, what phone call? There's no, check, check my phone. There's no phone call on there. Mm-hmm. And you start doubting yourself. And that's, again, Satan's way of twisting and confusing. But my God is stronger and my God always wins. And Amen. I prayed for the truth and prayed for the truth. And it took a long time. I hear from people say, you know what, I'm praying. Why doesn't God answer his there's other stuff going on we don't know, and I am convinced once I knew the truth that he really needed to prepare my heart for that, and that's why mm-hmm. it took several months so that I could bear the weight of what was going to be revealed. Mm-hmm. And But he did reveal the truth, and it was through a miracle of something that I could never have uncovered on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so then once I had the truth, then the journey of what do I do with this really started, really began. On page mm-hmm. nine, um, I, I highlighted this because I think this ties into what you're sharing with us now. 
I highlighted where it says, Sophia also gave me one of her favorite Bible studies on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Being Lutheran, I didn't fully understand the power of the Holy Spirit. But I diligently delved into Scripture and learned that God was an even stronger force in my life than I thought. That is just powerful. My Mm -hmm. prayer life strengthened and miracles started happening. And I know from what you said and from what I read, you begin to pray. Like you said, you begin to ask the Lord to reveal to you what is going on here. Right. Right. In my prayer life, um, but see how God works. Sophia shared that at that point in time when I really needed that extra power to deal with the situation and started a prayer journal, um, which was in the chaos of all of this. People are like, well, how could you, you know, think through everything? It's like I started a prayer journal and I had doc every day I wrote my prayer journal. And like I said, for months when I look back at it, it's hard to read. It is. Oh yeah. There are. <laughs> it's very hard because it always oh, ends. Yeah. Please take me to heaven tonight. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and then I wake up the next morning and I feel like I'm still here, God. I'm still here. What mm-hmm. do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And then the second really important thing to healing was gratitude, praising God in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. And there's so many examples of that in the Bible, but you don't think of it until you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. You think about mm-hmm. Mary and, you know, writing the, the beautiful prayer of praise with the Magnificat when she was a teenage unwed mother. And, mm-hmm. you know, how powerful it is to remember God is good and Satan is evil and to praise mm-hmm. God for every little thing. And some days it was just, thank you, God, I have heat in the house to come in and warm up because it is so unbelievably cold this winter Mm, Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but after us after a couple of months I could write a whole page of things that I was thankful for Mm -hmm, you know or mm -hmm. singing the doxology when I'm freezing so that I just don't totally fall apart because I have to keep moving and not freeze so there were there were just so many things that God put people in my life to give me what I needed at that mm-hmm. exact moment that they showed up. I, I love that page. There was number, it was page four where you, the cold was piercing, uh, and you were praying for strength because you had to go out to the farm, and it was just freezing, and you had to feed, I believe you had to feed the um, animals, right? And mm-hmm. Yes. And you were singing, mm-hmm. praise God from whom all blessings flow, and I could just, I could just feel that as as I was reading your words. <laughs> Praise him up. Keep in mind, it's like, heavenly I have host. Little, <laughs> exactly. A little, and it's all muffled because I'm like wrapped in layer upon layer of warm clothes and I have little slits for my eyes. <laughs> but it worked. Said, oh, it Lord. It absolutely worked. It took, it took my mind off the pain that I was experiencing and focusing it on praising God for any little thing. So I knew that had to be the Lord because I am, I have such an aversion to cold. I can, mm-hmm. I can tolerate the warmth and the hot climate much more than I can the cold. I said, Oh Lord, that has to be you, that you, <laughs> that you, that you strengthen her to be able to do to endure that. You had to climb up, 
it was mm-hmm. ice. You know, there was ice on the ladder, and you had to climb up, and you're praying and singing just so that you are safe. Just and every step, keep me safe, Lord, keep me safe. I, You know, because yes. if I had slipped and fallen, I would be there by myself, and I would have froze to death mm-hmm. because nobody else was there. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, um, and he delivered. He delivered big time in keeping me safe. Um, mm-hmm. never, have never had an injury because of the farm. I did twist my mm-hmm. ankle with my crazy dog who wants to play, but I never had an injury. And farming is one of the most dangerous occupations out there. Um, and I also had really good teachers that came and taught me how to be safe in operating the equipment and giving me pointers so that I wouldn't accidentally um, hurt myself because I really didn't know what I was doing. Right. <laughs> when you were taking, when you were handling your new friend, Bob. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Bob is a very powerful machine and wonderful, but I had no idea what to do with him when, he, when I first was there. So, uh-huh. And, you know, uh-huh. and the other thing that I, that I liked that you said was you laughed through the book. I wrote it, I mean... It wasn't all, you know, gloom and doom. I mean, right, there were days right. that I could laugh, and there were really funny things that happened that when I think back on it, it's like, how crazy was that? Right, and, right. But that was the levity that God brought into my life. Um, or even these crazy animals, you know. I'm in tears, and I'm, you know, running out the, the store because I just can't hold it together, and I come out the back door, and there's, you know, seven alpacas humming at me. It's like you, you just you just can't help but smile when you see these crazy animals. So, right, right, um, right. So there, I mean, there was some joy amidst the pain, um, but uh, but there was there was a lot of there was a lot of tough times as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, again, it's already break time. Um, So we'll have to hold our thoughts until after the break, and we'll see where we go from there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? A sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, Amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. United States with quality programming. This is Tokinet Radio. 
Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people. Time does fly when you're having a good time. Um, there's so much more that me and Allison would like to share with you, so um, we are going to make plans for her to come back and, and join us again. So um, for tonight, though, I want to make sure that um, she can talk to us about what happened when she actually, uh, the truth was exposed regarding her husband. And um, I want to make sure that we also get to tell you how you can get her book before we um, end tonight. So let's see how much of that we can get in there. So tell us, Miss Allison, the Lord reveals to you what's going on through circumstances, and how did he do that? What, what happened? How did it come out? What the truth was? Well, the, it, uh, it's really kind of amazing. The two key things were our, our phone company screwed up our phone bill. After, you know, a few months of, you know, questioning him, what was going on and so on, all of a sudden in the mail, I get this huge packet and about 18 pages of detailed call listings and an apology saying, we went through a software upgrade and we're sorry, but everybody got these preferred statements. And, you know, if you don't want to continue getting them and you want to get the statements you used to get, let us know. Well, here was the information that I had that listed every, and the day that I overheard that phone call when I was in the garden, I wrote in my prayer journal that night the date and the time. So here I have three months of phone records, and I went back, ran up, got my, my, my journal, and found the incoming call at that time. I wasn't crazy. It happened. And not only did it happen then, that same number was calling his cell phone three, four, five times a day, several times a week, but only at times that I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And so when I questioned him, and it was, it was um, the organist at the church, and who's a man, and mm -hmm. I said, 
And I thought, oh, he's covering for, you know, my husband's having an affair and he must be covering for him. And so I asked him and I said, you know, why would he be calling you? And he's like, well, that, oh, church business. And, and so and I said, but mm. why only on days that I'm not here? Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, that no, that's not true. And I handed him the phone bill and mm-hmm. his face went white. Oh, he wow. never, mm-hmm. ever expected the truth to be exposed. Ever. Mm, 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 but then he still would not tell me what was going on. And I mean, and I won't go into all the details, you know, because people can get the book and, and read it in there. But right. I then invited um, the organist's wife to meet me for coffee, who I didn't even know. And she said, yes, let's get together the next day. And that kind of confirmed that there was a lot more going on that I didn't know. And that she went and talked with the pastor who then that afternoon came and told me that they had been having a sexual affair for a number of years Mm -hmm. and we didn't know it. And so, Mm -hmm. but the pastor was very kind at the time and said, don't confront him, leave, go somewhere safe. I will confront him and I will call you when it's safe to come back. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and I talk about that in the book too, when, you know, that's when just the cra- the numbness, the shock, the craziness mm. just really set in mm. in trying to understand what how this could have happened. How we they were but they were so good. The deception was so deep and mm. had been going on for so long that and they were really, really good at it that we really didn't have a clue what they were doing. Mm. So mm. 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 I can just imagine the pain of that that shock, I mean, um, cheating and unfaithfulness is painful regardless. I mean, if you mm-hmm. if it was another woman, that would have been painful. But to not only find out that it's not, I mean, that it's pornog, I mean, it's multiple things. It's pornography. And then on top of that, it's a man. And on top of that, they're elders in the church. One's an elder. One's, a, I mean, there's so many violations right that right and the the organist is also studying to be a pastor so the two of them were up there serving communion on sunday and Mm -hmm. having an affair on the side and nobody knew that nobody in the church had a clue um but the you know once the truth was revealed and and the thing you said about you know there's one thing to find out that they're having an affair with another woman the Mm -hmm. very you know the, the shock of it the first thing i thought was i don't even have the parts to compete it's like, oh how, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. you know, how is this even possible? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. somehow it was about me. No, it was, it really was not about me. It was about um, his bondage um, and right. really his suffering and his sickness um, that he needs healing from as well. But, you know, that's what, that's what sin causes is that kind of injury to make you doubt yourself as a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, to, it, the goal is to make you doubt God, to doubt yourself as a woman, to doubt the institution of the church, all those things. Right. You know, right. Mm-hmm. kill, steal, and destroy. And yep. it, it takes Christ and people of his to help to, uh, you know, just take you up in their arms, so to speak, to bear you up and to convince you, no, 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 he is responsible for his sin. He is responsible right. for his issues. 
this is not uncommon to, to mankind. This is, you know, the sinful mm-hmm. nature can lead us down very dark, dark paths. Right. But um, right. it's a very difficult thing to walk through, you know. So I, I, I just, I'm amazed at how the Lord will so carefully and gently reveal these things to us, how he rocks you in his arms while you're walking through this valley. Mm-hmm. You know, right, right. So um, you find out you don't you don't automatically say, "Well, that's it, buddy." You know, this is it. We're we're done. You actually no. Mm-hmm. Tell us we, about you know, that. it's an addiction. You know, I had never heard of sex addiction, and so within a few weeks, you know, everything was kind of a blur for the first couple of weeks. And he went, you know, went and started getting help. Um, you know, right away and came back and said, I'm not a homosexual. I'm not bisexual. I'm a sex addict. And I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, you hear about it in the media and then you learn. And once I learned about it and I went to, you know, workshop on it and so on, it's, it's sex addiction. is a, It's a progression. And he didn't start, you know, drug addicts don't start out shooting up heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't start out having sex with men or strangers. Um, so, you know, it, it progressed to that point. He'd been dealing with this for most of his adult life and I, and I didn't have a clue, but I thought, oh, I know alcoholics who are, who are sober for years. I know drug addicts who are clean and beat their addiction. I mean, there's a, there's tremendous power in also having God heal addicts. It happens Mm -hmm. a lot. So I was hopeful in thinking great, you know, we'll, he'll get healed, he'll, you know, be sober, and we can reconcile, and our marriage will continue to move on, you know, that's mm-hmm. what I wanted, that is exactly what I wanted, I did mm-hmm. not want to farm by myself, so, right, right, but, right. the addict has to make some efforts to change, mm-hmm. and it became clear uh, within a number of months, that he was so, so um, in tune with the father of lies mm-hmm. that he couldn't be honest about even the simplest things. And we tried a lot of different things, but um, just hurt upon hurt upon hurt and mm-hmm. more betrayal and, and so on when it got to the point where I had to make a decision. Do I stand in the truth? Mm-hmm. and serve my God, mm-hmm. or do I stay in a fake marriage designed mm-hmm. by Satan? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I took the very courageous step um, to say, I can't live a lie anymore. I can't, I cannot do this. I mm-hmm. choose to serve God however that turns out to be. And it was like walking off a cliff. Right, right. Well, I've heard my daughter say use that description to describe my my transformation <laughs> because mm-hmm. she said she saw that in me like it was just like you said to yourself that it's all or nothing and and you jumped off a, a cliff and you know it's like mm-hmm. you jumped into the Lord's arms and it had to be all or nothing um, right and so you know I, I want to share with our listeners that it is so important confessing is so important, regardless to what the sin is, regardless to what the struggle is, 
that's all the Lord wants us to do is to confess that fault to him, you know, mm-hmm. to come to the place where we understand that we need him, that we are not righteous, that we cannot do this without him. He is not there to condemn he, he said he did not come into this world to condemn the world, but he came into the world that we might be saved. So we only have a minute left, and I was going to have Miss um, Allison tell us a little one of her sheep stories, but we'll save that for the next show. So I want you, Miss Allison, at least to tell us how can people get your book and then give us a final thought before we... Get cut off here. <laughs> okay. Um, the book, A Day on the Farm, Finding Hope in a Hopeless Situation, is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, through my publisher, Westbow Press. You can also go to my website, AllisonRomney.com, and you can order it. There's a link to order it from my publisher through the website. I also have a blog there if you want to read more stuff. Um, I, I do have that. Um, and then just a final thought, I really love what you just ended with on, you know, Christ coming not to condemn but to save. And mm-hmm. he wants salvation for everybody, and it is that simple. Repent. Turn your life over to Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, people, I hope you enjoyed this very refreshing story, powerful journey, and we will have more of this as soon as we can. <laughs> <laughs> 